340 million cubic yards of rock, uh, trees, and land, about 72 million tons, and a mile and a half wide, slid down the mountain at 70 miles an hour. So he's stacking these things around, and he's measuring them, and um, it's from a safe distance, I guess. You're reflecting neutrons back in. You're doing measured things. And so he's picking, he picks one up, and he's going to take it over and stack it somewhere, and he accidentally drops it on the plutonium core. What the f***? Honestly, it seems like lore from like how the Infinity Stones were made. It does, right? That like yeah. it was too unstable for man to hold alone, uh-huh. so it was broken up to use in multiple bombs. Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe it is. Let's go already. Are you ready for this subject? No, 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 Recording. Let's do a high five. Sure. <laughs> get a little personal connection before we get into this podcast. High fives for podcast. Physical connection. Cool. Hey, Bo. Hey, Will. How How's are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Yeah. It's been uh, a while since we've last recorded. Uh, has it? Yeah, man. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's a little. That's a little joke because we're doing multiple podcasts. We're doing a bunch today. because I'm sure you guys have noticed we haven't been. Everyone always. is. Everyone has been like, "Where are the podcasts? We just get we so many more. emails. Why don't you have one this week?" And you know why? Because we do stuff. Yeah, we have. Uh, we have other things. And we don't have sponsors well. yet. So if you want to sponsor us, reach out. Email us at <laughs> readysetfailpodcast at gmail dot com or tweet at us at readysetfailpod. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Um, hey, everyone. Welcome to Ready, Set, Fail. My name is Bo Rollins. My name is Will Lentz. And this is... both of them. What? I said both of them. You both did. Of my names. Both of your names. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast about failures. Uh, yep. And we're going to be telling you two The greatest thing today. in the world. You can't kill our catchphrase, Will. <laughs> I never wanted this catchphrase, Bo. Never wanted it. You know what? You don't want your family either, but sometimes you just gotta you uh, just gotta love I them. Do, I do want my no family. I love what. my family. No, I know. I'm just saying you can't choose your See, family. I'm sorry, you, you didn't want your family. Anyway. I love my family. That's yeah, not right, what well, I'm saying. Well my failure today is Bo's relationship with his family. <laughs> <laughs> this is spiraled. <laughs> In a wonderful new direction. Um, um, we have two great failures. We had two great failures last week and the week before and which the all week we recorded today. Well, only three. But anyways, yes, that's true. We have yes. two great failures today. We uh, have great failures. We like I'm kinda proud of us for doing so many. Yeah. We kinda killed it yeah. so far. We'll see at the end of this episode. Fucking killing it. Yeah. Let us know if we did not. Um, please by going to iTunes and rating us five stars still, but commenting, be like, you didn't kill it. Exactly. We'll take that note to heart. We will. Uh, all right. So I think I'm going to start today. We do have a bit of a theme with this week's episode. Um, uh, it, it what is our theme? Uh, it's just kind of grim. Oh man. We started real, <laughs> real <laughs> silly, loosey goosey for, yeah, for, for, for two grim fails. So about really sad things that happen. Yeah, cool. 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 Um, I'm going to start first just because you've been starting first for the past Three weeks. True. Um, uh, mine is going to be the Viant Dam. Okay. Uh, Viant, like what? Uh, what is that city? V a j o n t. Okay. Um, I think it's it's after the Viant Valley. Okay. And it was a dam that was basically going to be collecting water from three rivers, and uh, the reservoir was going. It was like going to be a hydroelectric dam. It was going to be great for you know power. 
et cetera. Sure. The reason why people build dams. Where is it, this? Uh, this is about, it's about 70 miles away from Venice. Oh, okay. Cool. 70 miles north, I believe, uh, cool. from Venice. Cool. And so in 1957, work began on the Vajant Dam, and uh, it was meant to be the tallest dam in the world, which would help provide power for a great amount of Italy. Um, it was intended to have a large... Oh, Venice, Italy, got it. Yes, Venice, Italy. Not what other Venice were you... It's not like doing a dumb bit. <laughs> Trying to keep it light. Oh, damn it. These are sad, Will. We yeah. can't. Um, it was intended to have a large reservoir of about 44.5 billion with a B wow. gallons of water. That's a lot of water. Um, the construction began in 1957, and in 1959, cracks started to appear in the mountainsides by which the dam was built. Wait. Cracks appeared in the mountainside. In the mountainside. Wow. So okay. basically, imagine the way to look at this uh, dam is uh, and the reservoir is basically imagine a valley where uh, the outside and in between two mountains was this valley, and a uh, a dam was built, essentially connecting the two mountains. Okay. Not yeah. as tall, but like right. I see. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, great. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so, um. And so on one of the mountains, uh, the there were the cracks were forming, and the villagers around there noticed these gigantic cracks. They they weren't earthquakes; they were just like large cracks started to uh, show up on the mountainside. Have you seen Evan Almighty? <laughs> the the one with Steve Carell, uh, I think, or not the not the first the one. First, oh, not the first one. Bruce Almighty was the first. Oh, one. Oh, you're right, Bruce. No, I think I Evan Almighty Evan. was. I think they had a similar. Like this was like the climax of it. it was like the dam is gonna burst. What's oh, really? Happen? I think. I don't remember that well, but no. um, what I'm saying is I can super visualize what you're saying okay. because I've seen Evan Almighty. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so, uh, so what had been happening is that one of the mountainsides that uh, was uh, holding all the water in this gigantic valley had been waterlogged, and basically a huge mile and a half. Uh, area, square area of this mountainside had been waterlogged, okay. meaning that it had been filled with water and was no longer really stable. Gotcha, sure. Um, and so in 1959, a large landslide tumbled down the mountain into the reservoir and created a 65-foot wave. It killed a worker, and it kind of was all those cracks that were happening. Like, now it seems clear uh, what's going on and what's wrong. Unfortunately, at the time, the government was a bit autocratic and was not really, uh, uh, you know... Worker-friendly or... Work, well, uh, not freedom of speech and oh. freedom of press-friendly. Gotcha. And so uh, reporters that reported on this were sued by the government, and so news about this was kind of like trying to be kept on the down low. Like, it's so interesting, like fine. the idea of... I guess it's because I've always... I've lived in America where like you can have freedom of press, at least for now you can. Um, but it's like so interesting to think like the government can be like, no, you can't ha say that because we don't want you to. Right. And so we're going to sue you. Not that it's classified like, information. It's, it's illegal for you to say this. Exactly. Stuff. Like that's insane. Um, so the, the, the dam was completed at like landslides continued, very small ones continued until its completion in 1960. And to kind of offset this, because they eventually knew that the mountainside had been waterlogged and they knew that some like a landslide was going to happen and this area that was waterlogged would come down into the reservoir. And so what they did was they would, they just kept lowering the water levels in the reservoir so that the waves would not, uh, would not overcome the, the dam or, uh, be pushed back into the rest of the reservoir. Um, so more and more sides of the landslides were, uh, 
were cracking and to like continue to appear. And the utility company just kept watering, lowering the water levels. And they began, um, what they didn't realize is like how much of the, like, so small landslides were happening. They didn't really ever imagine that a gigantic landslide would happen. I mean, that all of that area would come down at once. They just kind of assumed that it would slowly, 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 like landslides would keep happening, but none of the, none of the effects would ever damage the dam or create, um, uh, more tidal waves. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a pretty obvious, like, this is not ideal, so you shouldn't let it keep rolling. But, like, I guess if you're in that situation, what do you do? Right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, on October 3rd, 1963, three years later, after the dam's final completion and settling with the waters and everything, uh, engineers noticed uh, trees and rocks began sliding from the mountain. And then 340 million cubic yards of rock uh, trees and land about 72 million tons shit, and a yeah. mile and a half wide slid down the mountain at 70 miles an hour good lord uh the landslide happened for about 45 seconds and it sent two gigantic tsunamis uh because it came down and so one wave went towards mm-hmm. the dam and the other yeah. one went towards the back of the reservoir the back of the reservoir is a small village of erto which had a it had some like farms and some smaller uh, buildings that were close to the water. Mm-hmm. The wave completely destroyed that part of the village. Uh, get heading back there. Luckily, most of Erto was behind another mountain, which kind of blocked the rest of the the majority of that wave. However, the other end of the tsunami, it sends 275 million tons of water, a wave 800 feet high over the dam good lord that's so big so gigantic sending water down into the uh over the dam and down into the valley uh to the village down south which i had the name of oh uh lingeron i believe it's count is called sure um it doesn't ring about me but sure but that's what the town was called it was about a a town of about five thousand people uh, this huge tsunami was just coming for them, and it reduced the entire town to mud. Of course. That's and of the 372 buildings that were there, 22 stayed standing. I assume that there were people that were in there, too. Yes. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, and so the rest of the town was completely reduced to mud, and everything just kept flowing down into the eventually uh, rivers down uh lower elevations the disaster claimed about 2500 lives and afterwards uh like the dam 2500 2500 2500 lives yeah that's Um, a lot and uh the dam was pretty much not damaged at all still stands today um blame for this was uh the government initially said it was a natural disaster that couldn't have been prevented right right right, right. Um, more reports and reports and reports came out that the engineers of the utility company knew about all this knew that this would happen knew that so much of the area had been waterlogged and uh the disaster was basically put on them but the government only gave out lenient sentences um one of the lead uh uh, engineers committed suicide afterwards. Um, That's terrible. It was a pretty That's fucked up situation. That is pretty fucked up. Yeah. I wonder. It is, I think, the known as the most, uh, as the deadliest man-made uh, natural disaster. I wonder if there's, like, if that's, 
if the issue is inherently with that design of like having the dam take place next to like in between the two mountains right. or if it's like we just at the time didn't have the right or at the time did but just didn't do it like had the right technology to like fortify the mountains too or what right and i imagine like dams it's easy for us to say like dams in here in america i feel like they are built around pretty barren areas yeah um like the hoover dam nothing's really around the hoover dam whatsoever however we can say that being a very young country that didn't have these towns that probably existed for hundreds of years before a dam was built there true yeah, well, that's depressing. It's really fucking depressing. And Evan Almighty, uh, <laughs> I think God oh fixes God. it, or it's like a God no- fixes it. What I think it's do? like I think it's what does Steve Carell do? Evan Almighty, but like Steve Carell's like Noah, I think, and so they're building a boat, they're like building an ark. Wasn't that year one? No, I haven't <laughs> seen year one. So, but maybe, no, maybe it was that too. No. I've just never seen year one. Anyways, well, um, that's the Viant Dam. That's uh, the uh, biggest natural man-made disaster of all time. Uh, I have another uh, tragic man-made fail. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, but it's not like it's man-made, but it's not like that natural disaster type. Are we going to be able to laugh about it more than mine? Uh, we'll see. Um, it's got a cool name. Ooh. It's called the Demon Core. Ooh, yeah, the right, Demon Core. right. So uh, laugh so much about that. I hope so. I hope so. Um, it's not. I mean, it's it's interesting, right? So, uh, the Demon Core. Um, did you know that um, in World War II, America dropped atomic bombs, two of them. I assume you did. I'm, I'm setting up to say yes. Yes. Cool. Totally. Did you not. know that they were gonna do a third? Uh, it was Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and where was the third? I don't know. Go? I don't know. But okay. they were like preparing that. They were, they were waiting to see the Japanese yeah. reaction. The Japanese like were like, "We're good." There were plans to set yeah. them up. Yeah, right. So there There's was really cool stories about how like they were planning on setting and like dropping them on Kyoto, and like there were plans on doing it other places. But due to weather, it was just like oh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima were fucked. Wow, it's dark. Yeah. So well, that's the week. <laughs> yeah, the theme of this week is dark this, shit. But we'll, we'll get through <laughs> it. So, so the reason I brought it up that way is there were three plutonium cores mm-hmm. um, that were going to be used in the atomic bombs. Gotcha. So the two of them obviously were used. The third was not. And after uh, the World War ended, that became like a primary source for scientific research gotcha. on like trying to uh, effectively make the military weapons better to make atomic bombs better. Gotcha. Like how can we do this? So how they have to study this bomb. Right. Exactly. Right. So, uh, the plutonium core, uh, the third one is what became known as the demon core. Such um, a cool name. Yeah, it is Who a very cool name. Who named it that? Uh, I actually don't know. It sounds like something a Nazi surgeon would mm. come up with. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Dr. Poison or whatever. It was yeah, exactly. One yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, uh, the other thing to think about is like what, when they're making these plutonium cores, the original thought is that we're making them to, um, to explode. Like they're they're being weaponized, right? So, gotcha. so what's like the worst in my mind? What's the worst thing that could happen if you you're like this is new technology, no one else has it yet, and you drop a, a nuclear bomb? It's that it doesn't go off because not only like did you? I was going to say dropping it is probably the worst problem you could have. Yeah, but I think it's worse <laughs> if it doesn't go off. If you drop it like uh, on oh on, a, on an enemy, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, oh well, absolutely. now we have this technology, we figured out, so it just becomes a nuclear arms race. Um, silly thing to happen, though, right? So because of that, the like stability of these cores was like basically as low as you could make it, and still like to to try and like make sure that it doesn't fail, right? Right, and so 
the thing that they are working with this demon core is very like uh unstable yeah it's very unstable effectively like it's it's stable enough for scientists to work on it and not like explode but it is like it could be safer right in other words and there's it's interesting to me because there's pictures of these scientists like working on it in the lab and they're like just wearing their regular clothes and stuff they don't have like radiation suits or anything they're just like yeah i mean i guess maybe time was different back then going to work on the demon core exactly um i don't think it was called the demon core until after the uh two incidents we're about to go into oh okay but uh but yes so for this reason, the cores were made with very low safety thresholds to guarantee that they would go off, right? Gotcha. And so the first incident um, was Harry Doglian. Um, he was a scientist, mm-hmm. and he was in the lab uh, as the only scientist. There was also a security guard in the lab. Um, and he was stacking neutron reflective tungsten carbide bricks around the core because of the Totally know what those are. Right. So <laughs> the idea is they're trying to reflect neutrons back into the core to see at what point um, it gets like towards critical mass. Gotcha. Um, because that's when they're going to tell when stuff is going to start to happen, right? So critical mass being the moment that it That it explodes. starts to, not to explode, but would start to trigger the explosion in gotcha. the bomb. So okay. they're trying to figure, like it will it will emit radiation when it hits right. like critical mass or super critical mass. And uh, and that's when the like explosion starts to happen. Gotcha. So he's stacking these things around and he's measuring them. And um, it's from a safe distance, I guess. You're reflecting neutrons back in. You're doing measured things and so he's picking he picks one up and he's going to take it over and stack it somewhere and he accidentally drops it on the plutonium core what the fuck <laughs> and and so that reflects too many uh neutrons back into the core and it causes it to go super critical releasing a dose of radiation to harry and it kills him 25 days later from oh, radiation shit. poisoning yeah security guard lives for 33 years like so he was in there he was like 12 feet away um but he does die from what was likely radiation induced leukemia Jesus. Right. So that was the first incident with the uh, demon core. Was this before the days that you had to wear a gigantic lead vest for an x-ray? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I guess it was. Or they just ignored it. Right. Um, So the second incident uh, is... Like, that one was a pure accident, right? The first incident was like, yeah... Was it a pure accident? Well, it was carelessness, but it it was. was, But it feels like you you can drop that. You're not being dumb, necessarily. Right. Um, the second incident was more like bravado and, and stupidity. So they're doing a similar thing where they're trying to, again, reflect the neutrons back into the core to figure out like to how to measure it. But this time what they're using is, let me see if I can find it. Um, Way to beryllium. Beryllium. Yeah, they're using two beryllium. Like, like the core is a sphere. It's like a three and a half inch core of plutonium. Okay. And so is beryllium an element? I believe so, yes. Okay, cool. I just wrote it down from what I researched. Cool. Um, but so they're using these two beryllium, like, half spheres. So, like, you have a, the base that it's sitting in, which is kind of like a bowl, and then you have one that goes on top of gotcha. it. Gotcha. You don't want to close the whole thing, because if you close the whole thing, it's going to cause too much. It's going to go super critical. Gotcha. So the way that they did these tests are, and I felt like this was really ridiculous to think that this is what scientists would do, but apparently it was. Um, it would sit in the bottom bowl effectively the bottom half of the sphere right and then the top sphere would have a hole in the top okay. so you put your thumb in the hole and you could kind of lift it up and set it down and stuff now you were not supposed to let the two <laughs> things touch because that's going to cause it to go super critical right right so the way that uh lewis sloten sloten s-l-o-t-i-n i don't remember what it is now but sloten i think right um the way that he did it he was kind of a cowboy he would often show up in his blue jeans and 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 uh and cowboy boots actually Mm -hmm. is that he would with one hand have the thumb in there. And with the other hand, he would hold a screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver that would like just sit in between the two. And then he could like 
uses wrist to kind of like adjust how much it is. I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. I wouldn't use a screw. I wouldn't use a screwdriver to like prevent myself from I don't know anything, let alone radiation poisoning. Yeah, wait. So he. So he would like wedge it in there, so that to it would keep never it from close touching. shut. Right. Instead of. You and know, since you're a scientist, make something. Right, anything. Make sure that it yes. doesn't close shut. And so he just had that in there, and he could, like, rotate it since it was kind of a thing. And I'm like, Why would he rotate it? Because he wants to, like, change the amount that is, like, gotcha, reflecting. Gotcha, gotcha. But okay. still, it feels like that seems super still unsafe. Seems like fucking, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, as uh, what other people that were watching it were calling it, they're like, like, other people were like, this is tickling the tail of a sleeping dragon. Which is like people used to say really cool shit back in the day. Right, right. Now people like now people are just like, well, it's dangerous. And but tickling the tail with a Phillips head screwdriver. Exactly. Or flathead, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phillips would be even weirder. Um, so he was actually working with his. Uh, he was like training um, the person that was going to be replacing him, Alvin Graves. And so he's doing this little thing, and he's like, "Oh, check it out. We're we're testing. This is how you do it." Blah 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 right. blah. And. As you might expect, he accidentally slips and it closes and he gets hit with an insane amount of radiation. Like the blue light like comes out and inter- like or whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah, like so much so that it's like, oh, that weird science fiction stuff actually happens. Shit. And uh, he gets hit with the radiation. Um, he's kind of over it. Uh-huh. So it shields Alvin behind him from getting hit too much. Okay. Um, he quickly thinks and like flips the 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 core off uh and so like the, with, or the, fl- the, with the flathead yeah, yeah he gets the flathead that under flathead it, man like, really uh, works it does it was only <laughs> it was only active for like half a second um but he takes an insane amount of radiation and he dies within nine days of radiation oh, poisoning shit. um alvin does not he uh lives for another 20 years he has a heart attack it's not sure whether or not it would be related to that mm-hmm. Um, there were other observers within the room uh, that all spent time in the hospital after it, but oh, really? uh, only one of them died, and it was like nine years later to maybe maybe a related thing, maybe mm-hmm. not. But it was more so uh, Sloan, the guy that was like, I'm a cowboy, that ended up paying that price. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, uh, ultimately after that, uh, they decided to melt the demon core down and use it in other cores, which I guess I don't really know why, but they just did. Weird. Um, yeah. It's so. crazy. Man, science is insane that, like, be careful using this, you know, Phillips head screwdriver around the, the core, but then they can melt it down. Right, right. But totally fine. Right, yeah, for sure. Science is weird. It is weird. Uh, but also it's like, man, that Phillips head screwdriver, like, or not, the flathead screwdriver. Sorry, like, yeah, flathead. It's standing between you and dying. Right? Why would you do that? I mean, it worked in the end. Yeah, kind of. It, it, he flipped it, and it, it did the trick. Yeah, but all, after killing him. <laughs> yes. So <after>. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Nuclear bombs are weird. It also just seems weird that a Phillips head, or sorry, a flathead, is just in a laboratory. Like, yeah. I, don't, I just can't imagine a, a screwdriver in general being inside of a laboratory. Yeah, it does feel like a weird thing. And, and there were a lot of people that, like, that were publicly like the thing he is doing, like his procedure is ridiculous. Dumb. You should not do it this right, way. Right. And it was like an unauthorized procedure. Like there's a number of things that, that refer to it as that. And yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. The demon core, I mean, nuclear bombs, who would have figured don't Man, fuck with them. I really wish like I could, we could find like th- th- this seems like, Honestly, it seems like lore from like how the Infinity Stones were made. It does, right? That like yeah. it was too unstable for man to hold alone, uh-huh. so it was broken up to use in multiple bombs. <laughs> yeah, sure. That, that feels right. Maybe man, it is. Stanley, come at me. <laughs> 
I, we I, got a lot of people coming at us. We got Subway, Stanley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Italian Someone press. Someone sponsor us so we don't come at you. <laughs> Please. Anyways. Um, anyways, those are our uh, two kind of sad yeah. death involved failures. The Vyant yeah. Dam and, and the Demon the Core. Demon which also sounds like it could be inspiration for the game Doom. Sure. I don't know why. Or it could have come from like Dungeons and Dragons. Although that came out. I, I would love that. that. Came up later, so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, uh, kind of a shorter episode it feels like, right? It is. Hey guys, yeah. we saved you some time. You're, you're in luck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Um, as always, you can email us at readysetfailpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or tweet at us at readysetfailpod. Uh, make sure to listen, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes or any other app that you or use. Or just send us letters and say you guys are good. Um, and one final note, uh, special thanks to our contributor, uh, Clay M- who uh, contributed nothing to this episode. Yep. Thanks, Clay. Appreciate it. Um, as always, have a good one. Bye.